very good Friday. Welcome to this edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Coming up in the show here today, we'll bring you feature agricultural news reports, and then we'll check in with national and regional agricultural news headlines as well. And we get started with regional agricultural news right after this. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. The California Department of Food and Agriculture is now accepting grant applications for the Community Resilience Centers Program administered by the Fairs and Expositions Branch. The application period has opened and will close on February 27th at 5 p.m. Appropriated through the Budget Act of 2021, the $38 million available for the CRC program will focus on improving community facilities to enhance the state's emergency preparedness capabilities, particularly in response to climate change. This funding will be used to support infrastructure for emergency evacuation, shelter, base camps during emergency events, and critical deferred maintenance. Elements for this infrastructure may include cooling and heating centers, clean air centers, and extended emergency evacuation response centers with community kitchens, shower facilities, broadband, backup power, and other community needs due to wildfires, floods, and other emergencies or climate events. Eligible entities can apply for a minimum of $5 million in CRC funds. Funds awarded through this competitive grant process will be distributed to eligible entities for implementation projects over a maximum three-year period. Up to one year from the grant award date will be allowed for pre-development activities, if necessary, and two years for implementation and construction activities. The following entities are eligible to apply for this program. Tribal governments, non-governmental organizations, community development corporations, nonprofit organizations, and local and state public entities, such as public libraries, city police departments, community colleges, public schools, and county governments. Fairgrounds within the network of California fairs are not eligible applicants in this round of funding. Entities applying must include a plan to advance workforce development programs as well as assist disadvantaged communities. For more information on the program, log on to the California Department of Food and Agriculture website. Almonds continue to be popular with consumers. Emily Fleischman, Vice President of Global Market Development for the California Almond Board. You know, I think it's really important that almond growers and those in the industry know that almonds hit the mark on all the fundamentals of how consumers purchase food, right? We are one of the healthiest foods out there. We're continuing to share that story and find new ways to stand above other foods in their ranking of healthfulness. And then how we grow almonds matters and consumers want to know about it. So we have new ways that we're getting stories out, partnerships with the New York Times came out this past year. LA Times will be coming this year and it's going to continue. Once again, Emily Fleischman, Vice President of Global Market Development for the California Almond Board. The California Avocado Commission Board of Directors meeting featured the fiscal year 2021-2022 marketing performance report known as the Dashboard. It's a summary which covers activity in the areas of consumer advertising, social media, consumer public relations, brand advocates, retail and food service programs, trade advertising and public relations, as well as research highlights. The consumer advertising campaign, The Best Avocados Have California in Them, continued in 2021 and 
2022 and achieved more than 325 million impressions. Impressions are a marketing metric used to quantify the potential views of an advertisement, article, or webpage, hearing a radio or audio ad, or interacting with a brand or product. These media impressions included more than 107 million from digital brand ads, with 56 million of those impressions generated by views of videos and arrests from mobile and display ads. Outdoor advertising included outdoor boards and ads at Volta charging stations near retail locations. They delivered more than 42 million impressions. Digital advertising targeted specifically to promote California avocado availability at local retailers delivered more than 62 million impressions and included media vehicles such as YouTube and Waze. The California Energy Commission is soliciting proposals for its food production investment program. The purpose of this solicitation is to accelerate the adoption of advanced energy efficiency and renewable energy technologies at California food processing plants, demonstrate their reliability and effectiveness, help California food processors work towards a low-carbon future, and benefit priority populations. The technologies to be funded by this grant funding opportunity will help to reduce energy costs, maintain product quantity and quality, and reduce greenhouse gas emissions associated with food production. The program will pay a minimum of $100,000 up to a maximum of $6 million with a matching requirement of 35%. All projects funded under the program must reduce GHG emissions and be located in California as a food processing plant. For information and guidelines, contact the California Energy Commission. Satakoy Lemon, a Sunkist-affiliated packing house, has recently announced the retirement of Glenn Miller, president and chief executive officer. Already effective, Miller's retirement comes after 43 years of service to the largest provider of California lemons in the United States. The board of directors has selected Marty Court, previously operations manager, to succeed Miller as president and CEO of Satakoy Lemon. Court has 30 years of citrus and operations experience that have prepared him for his new role. Prior to serving as operations manager, Manager. He held many positions with several organizations, including Fruit Grower Supply Company, Santa Paula Orange Association, and Villa Park Orchards. Cohort will officially transition to president and CEO on January 1st. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. Almond growers are receiving some new opportunities to benefit their operations on the pollination front. Almond Alliance President and CEO Aubrey Betancourt detailed the Alliance's new Pollinator Alliance, which aims to develop native seeds and supplies and make them more accessible for almond growers. It is no secret almonds and, and the almond community and industry are friends of the bees. Um, we have to be. As the largest uh, customer of commercial honeybees in North America, um, our community and industry has really leaned into pollinator health and habitat development and bee-friendly farming. You see that throughout our, our market and throughout our consumer base, everything from our customer on the ground up through our food products and partners and haulers and shellers and, and processors all through. So as we looked at it from our perspective, and the Almond Alliance has had a long record 
even prior to my coming on board of uh, really uh, being a champion for pollinator habitat health and development in California, both in sponsoring legislation with uh, Assemblymember Bia and also championing the budget, um, <clears throat> $15 million in the governor's budget over the last year uh, in the development of the pollinator habitat program at CDFA, we felt that it was only right to fill out full circle and to develop a farmer to farmer solution for uh, expanding and continuing to encourage bee-friendly practices and habitat development that we know supports these pollinators, primes our own honeybees, and, uh, and, and creates that really amazing symbiotic relationship for a healthy ecosystem and sustainable development. Uh, so we partnered with this amazing group called Great Valley Seeds, um, actually owned and managed and part of a larger farming company and, and community and family out of the Los Banos area where they're developing native seed stock for the central San Joaquin Valley. We worked with them early on and said, listen, we have farmers that want to put more habitat in. We believe that there's more habitat practices that we need to develop out. And it was this really amazing partnership and, and kind of merger of the minds around developing native seed stock and custom seed mixes specific to almond orchards, specific to their region, and then uh, doing all of the technical analysis and assistance to almost make it like a package deal to the farmer. And knowing that there was habitat dollars coming through the pike and understanding how to help farmers get access to some of the resources available for them to do this, by partnering with Great Valley Seeds, not only could we develop the seed stock by farmers, for farmers, we could also provide the on-farm assistance in the development of the different practices, hedgerows, cover crops, strips. And we're now even nexusing into the policy side where we're actually coming up with new pollinator habitat practices and, um, uh, and techniques and working with NRCS and others to even update their regs to acknowledge some of the new practices that we're starting to see even better results on for our farms as well as for our pollinator species. So it's kind of bringing those resources to bear through uh, pollinatoralliance.farm, which is an initiative of the Almond Alliance uh, with Great Valley Seeds to help our farmers not only get access to the resources dollars wise from state and federal funds, but also access to the actual seeds the technical assistance for the design and layout very specific to their own location and try to make it as easy as possible for our farmers to implement these practices that they want to and that the market is asking us for. Pollination really is top of mind for almond growers these days, typically being a top two input in terms of cost. A program like the Pollinator Alliance can accelerate what the industry already knows about the success of the Grower Pollinator Partnership, Betancourt agreed. The nice thing about being the Almond Alliance, which had its roots in the hullers and shellers uh, of California uh, in the almond sector, is we in instantly network with them. So our different hullers and shellers who are looking for that value add, who are looking to help their farmers develop more bee-friendly farming, we now provide a clearinghouse that they can plug into, that their farmers can plug into, that is that one-stop shopping from a financial, a technical assistance in design, and even the seed stock itself. Farmers know how to grow things. Sometimes it's just looking at their property and saying, we need to, uh, you know, based on your location, based on your basin, based on where you're at, this is going to be the maximum uh, benefit. And by being able to customize using native seeds, this is where actually working with CDFA and others in the Pollinator Partnership, who we also work with and are a member of, it's really critical for us to uh, continue to develop these native seed stocks, not just for our bees, but even for our Western monarch. Um, and it's really you know, important for us as, as 
not even, you know, I, I come from the regulatory and policy space. We have a really good story to tell. We've been volunteering into this space. Our consumer wants this. We want this. We have seen the science that demonstrates that the development of habitat on working farms actually is supporting native pollinator health. It is so important for us then at the Almond Alliance to be able to aggregate that data, package it, collect it, and be able to communicate that back to the regulatory and policy space because we do have a good story to tell. And that helps better inform the regulatory space that allows us to keep farming and encourages us and creates an environment that allows us to continue to invest in these sustainable practices that support both the ecosystem and the economy. For more information about the program, visit pollinatoralliance.farm, where growers can sign up for more information about the financial and technical assistance they are eligible to receive. For My Ag Life, I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Bee Hero, superior bees, superior pollination. Doug McCallop now confirmed as President Biden's chief ag trade negotiator with the U.S. Trade Representative's office faces a huge challenge to expand overseas market access. The issue is not Doug McCallop, who has some 30 years experience at USDA, including as an advisor to Secretary Tom Vilsack. It's whether he can expand market access for ag while hemmed in by a president reluctant to do free trade deals. Senate Finance's James Langford has said it's a problem other Biden appointees have been clear about. The very clear message that we've heard over and over again is we're not going to do trade deals. The president has instructed us we're not going to do trade deals. Executive actions like the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, which can be undone by future administrations, lack new market access. Yet McCallop claims he is up to the task. Recently at USDA, I helped spearhead negotiations that led to greater market access in Mexico for U.S. grown potatoes. I've also been directly involved in negotiations with my Canadian counterparts on dairy policy. This experience has provided me a direct appreciation for the difficult steps and the tenacity that we must exhibit to ensure that the promises of past trade agreements are fully realized. But McCallop told Senate Finance that many Americans have grown weary of trade and questioned if those promises will benefit their bottom line. He adds that's why U.S. Trade Representative Ambassador Catherine Tai is stressing enforcement of existing trade deals like USMCA. In addition to McCallop's Senate approval, Jose Esteban has been approved by the Senate as USDA Secretary for Food Safety. As the Undersecretary for Food Safety, Esteban will be the agency's leader on issues ranging from preventing foodborne illnesses to the regulation of cell-cultured meat that is now near commercialization. Ranking Senate Ag Committee member John Bozeman says Esteban brings years of experience to a crucial USDA position. 
During volatility in the markets, managing risk remains a priority for farmers and ranchers. New analysis from the American Farm Bureau Federation examines several farm risk management tools included in Title I and explains the impact and importance to farmers. The analysis provides a historical perspective, including those changes made in a 2018 Farm Bill to reauthorize and strengthen the PLC and ARC price and revenue programs. These programs were created in a 2014 Farm Bill to provide shallow loss risk management coverage. AFBF economist Shelby Myers says one factor remains consistent as farmers and ranchers faced unprecedented circumstances in recent years, and that's the need for a variety of risk management options. Programs like ARC and PLC have to fit farmers' and ranchers' unique situations. Risk management tools like these are vital to farmers and ranchers being able to mitigate the unpredictable nature of farming. To read the report, log on to fb.org. Two White House nominees with USDA Connections were confirmed by the Senate for positions of the U.S. Trade Representative, Chief Ag Negotiator, and Undersecretary for Food Safety. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. The Senate says yes, confirming two White House nominees Thursday, one for the role of Chief Agricultural Negotiator in the U.S. Trade Representative's office. In a federal career spanning nearly three decades, I have served in a wide range of capacities at the United States Department of Agriculture. Doug McCaleb from his July confirmation hearing before the Senate Ag Committee. In addition, Jose Emilio Esteban was confirmed by the full Senate for the position of Undersecretary for Food Safety. At USDA, I've worked in multiple locations in areas of responsibility, most recently as chief scientist. I've worked alongside many dedicated staff and shared a goal of safeguarding America's food supply. Esteban speaking to the Senate Ag Committee during his confirmation hearing last fall. McCaleb's and Esteban's confirmation come one day after Alexis Taylor was confirmed for the post as USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agricultural Affairs. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture culture in Washington, D.C. Following a 50-year growth trend, U.S. consumers continue to crave dairy products like milk, cheese, yogurt, and butter. Ag News reporter Miles Ramsey shares what that means for farmers across the country. 12.4 pounds. That's how much U.S. dairy consumption per person increased in 2021. Data from the USDA Economic Research Service reports the new record of 667 pounds of dairy consumed per capita in the United States. That kind of increase has a direct bottom line impact, and it excites industry leaders like Jeff Lyon of Farm First Dairy Cooperative. That was outstanding news, and I think the dairy farmers should take a look at that because they're the ones that have put the dollars in, and I think it, it shows that the work that the various uh, promotion groups are doing is making tremendous strides and people do love dairy. They want dairy as part of the, their diet. That's obvious that uh, you can see that. The upward trend actually began in 1975 when USDA started tracking dairy consumption. But a result from the COVID pandemic had an unexpected benefit for dairy producers and partially fueled last year's dairy surge. Families stayed home and, in many cases, adopted a more wholesome diet, one that includes more dairy products. A bunch of people found out that they really do like dairy because we saw that great resurgence and they found out, hey, we like this. Tasting milk is good. We've had a lot because we're eating at home and the cheese, you know, everything that you're consuming has been good. Since the nation's dairy herds are more efficient than ever, producing more milk from fewer animals, it's increasingly important to have steady markets for milk and dairy products. If we didn't see that increase in either the domestic consumption or increases in our exports, where would that milk go? 
and uh, what would our dairy industry look like? It'd be contracted uh, severely. So it's, that's all good news. The good news doesn't stop there. U.S. dairy exports are rising quickly during a time when other world markets, such as Europe, Australia, and New Zealand, are no longer moving the needle. There is a real opportunity, I think, for us to even expand on the percentage of uh, milk equivalent that uh, gets exported. It was reported one out of every six tankers of milk is basically exported. And I recall, I think you know, it wasn't too long ago that that number was one out of seven. There's no question more and more people are realizing the benefits of dairy. And worldwide, milk is doing a lot of bodies, a lot of good. For Holstein Association USA, I'm Miles Ramsey. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Thank you.